Hey there, everyone. My name's Jack Packard. For those about to rock, I salute you here for The Escapist. I'm Nick Landra. I'm the editor-in-chief of The Escapist, and you're throwing me off by not saying you're a semi-professional game enjoyer. I almost had to think about what I was going to say. <laughs> I hate to make you think, Nick. <laughs> I want to be a mindless drone. <laughs> In this week's episode, the games I've been playing, breaking out with Breakpoint and revving up with Rocket League, and then Nick is going to talk about playing with his imagination in reading some Halo novels. Then over in the topics, it's all about cloud gaming. The pros, the cons, the bandwidth. There's lots of that. <laughs> <laughs> so hello and welcome. This is The Escapist Show. First off, real quick, I've been getting into Breakpoint, which came out recently. You and I got a chance to chat with... Uh, with the developers over uh, for the Indie Game Showcase, the Escapist Indie Game Showcase yep. and live stream. They pulled some clips out of that for their marketing with my super monotone voice acting very excited. <laughs> Not only with your super monotone voice, but with me just gibbering nonstop. <laughs> yeah. Because that's my job is just to keep talking. I like the one with the, uh, the leaderboard because your eyes just bulge out of your head. You're like, huh? <laughs> Yes, that's right, because uh, you can go to their leaderboards and watch the replay that got that score, which is a super neat idea, really fantastic. And, you know, the gameplay is just exactly what you're expecting it to be. Very simple, twin-stick melee geometry wars. Um, it's it's great. It's, it's fantastic, and, like, I got it on sale for, like, four bucks. It's a $5 yeah. game, and I got it on sale for four bucks on the Switch. And been Ooh, having it's on a the lot Switch. of fun with it. It's on the Switch, baby. Let me just go buy that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and like if you are looking to kill five minutes, perfect little game. Perfect toilet sitting game. Pretty well, be careful because then you get on a good run. You get the you get the ghost legs. <laughs> Gotta be careful. I thought twenty thousand points was a good run. And then we looked at the leaderboard and the kid had seven million points and I, my whole world just shattered. Oh, and like it should be said, I am not good at it. Like, I am barely breaking the top 400 at this point. Uh, I'm not good at it, but I really enjoy it, and I think that's the important part. Uh, I do have some issues with it. Oh, no. I know. Uh, I know. Can Why? you imagine? Why can you have issues with this? It was perfect when I played it on stream. Don't ruin this. No, listen, it's, nope. it's a fun game. Yeah, the it's a good intro. game. It's great. Shut up. It's a good game, and I recommend it. I have some issues. I know uh, Amy was talking about this over on her uh, post-3MR stream last Friday because I, I, I wanted to check out some gameplay before I bought it. And some of the weapons are really slow and unwieldy. And it, it doesn't necessarily feel good to use them, like the hammer, the axe, as it gets leveled up. It, it feels weird. Uh, another weird weapon thing about it is when you swing your weapon, it slows down your arrow. Mm, yeah. And so, if, like for every sw like every swing feels like you're losing momentum, so you almost don't want to swing. Come on in, Cookie. <laughs> Come on. Brb. She heard you talking shit about Breakpoint. Yep. Come on. No, oh no. She saw the light now. <laughs> she saw my little blue light there. She does not like that. She tripped over it the other week. 
So the weapons feel sluggish depending on the weapons. And of course, you know, like after you get a mega break explosion, there's all sorts of pickups. And I found myself accidentally picking up weapons I didn't like or want during the chaos. Um, and so like there, there's a, a way to learn it, but it, it like it, it, yeah, yeah, it's it, like, it's good. It's good. And yeah. I recommend it. But you have to get out of your geometry wars, like you can't really keep distance. You gotta, well, you, you can't really get, keep, keep distance. Up in it. Yeah. And the other thing is, you can't constantly attack because it's all about setting up for the break point. That's the big deal of the game, right? As soon as you're on that last bar, it's the mega swing that kills everybody. <laughs> come on. Come on in. Here, here. If you, if I move like this, you can come under the... Cookie, come on. Just get in here. There you go. Come under the desk. Get out of here. Hi. <laughs> you can come over here. It's okay. She's very nervous about the blue light. Yeah, Max knocked over. I have. I got my new soundbar and I had a, came in a big box and Max knocked it over and he was scared of going in the living room for a day. <laughs> yep. All right. Close the door. There you go. All right. Um, so yeah, like, so you can't attack constantly, which also just, it, for me, it doesn't ramp up momentum the same way that Geometry Wars did, because you, it's, it's strategic, and so it's like half strategic and half bullet hell balls to the wall, and sometimes that doesn't quite fit really nice. I'm still having a really good time, and I'm learning, so I still recommend it, but you have to shift the old brain, which is hard for some of us. Yeah. The other game I've been playing, because I'm the only one who played games last week. <laughs> uh, th this should be a real quick one. A uh, little bit of news in with the game I've been playing is Rocket League recently went free to play. And so because it's free to play, I downloaded it on my Switch because it's free to play. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's still fantastic. It's the best game. <laughs> I love it so much. Could never get into that one. Really? No, I mean, I, I like the concept of it. I just, I never liked how the cars felt in it. Oh, I, I also man. haven't played it. What's well, been out like three years now. It's I, been out I for quite a bit. Yeah, I probably haven't played it in like two years, so. No, and it's it's still beautiful. It, it plays really smoothly on the Switch, even in handheld mode, which I was very excited about. Uh, you get some cool cars. Uh, you get a, a cool-looking Samus car, a neat Mario car. And it's all the Rocket League you've ever loved, but it's free to play, so hopefully that'll give it a, a player boost. Uh, so I was actually... I had, like, a few other games that I was going to play this week, and... I got too into Rocket League <laughs> because I haven't played it in like a year. Right. And uh, I've only been playing Rocket League. So that's that's it. <laughs> well, I didn't really play any games this week after my uh, marathon weekend last week. And I needed a little yeah. a little break from playing some games. Uh, just kind of shut off the mind from that part for a little bit. And as I had said, I uh, have decided to get back into reading, which I you know shoot me but i haven't read a novel since uh probably before junior high <laughs> oh yeah like once you wait aside you from didn't like have what to I, read it in high school well aside from like novels i was expected to read in high school for like literature and stuff like that 
uh, you know, I read a lot of 1984 and, uh, sure. and Scarlet Letter and all that stuff. But yeah, after I once I got into college, my my time was running only SP and doing schoolwork and and you know doing a little partying. <laughs> so so you was, read something for fun? I did. I, That's uh, so weird. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's uh, it's actually been like a kind of nice relaxing thing to do in the evenings for me. Like actually. Mm-hmm not looking at because you know our, our entire job revolves around looking at screens literally all day into the evenings playing games it's like you know i just i just want to disconnect from the internet i want to just go sit in my chair and, and read and so <laughs> i picked up a few books from amazon i've got uh halo silent storm which is one of the new books from uh troy dennings and it's uh, very similar to the Eric Nyland books. If you well, you haven't read the original Halo novels, but no. very similar to that. Explores kind of like Master Chiefs when he's like 15 years old, like coming right off of Reach and getting into battle for the first time with the Covenant. Mm-hmm. Uh, really fun read. Uh, gives you a you know a deeper look at it, like his character and how he becomes the Master Chief, and also kind of brings up like the. Um, it talks a lot more about like the the human side of the war, which. They kind of mention in a lot of the books the uh, the insurrectionists, but never really mentioned in the games or anything. So you kind of mm-hmm. kind of get that whole like colonizer versus invasion and and all sure. that. So it's 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 pretty fun. A lot, lots of like political stuff going on in these ones too, which oh, is good. interesting because Halo kind of stayed out of that of like all the politics of like the UNC and UNSC and and then the insurrectionist colonies and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I finished that one in like three days, and I'm getting ready to start the the sequel, Halo Oblivion, and then the uh, the uh, finale to that series actually releases like mid October, so I have that one pre order too. And then I oh nice went back and uh, picked up the Inheritance series, which is from Christopher Polini, and he wrote Aragon and Brissinger and uh, Eldest and, and Inheritance, like a whole series, like fantasy like young adult fantasy series but i never got to finish it when i was growing up because they were like 800 page books and who has time to read that when you're in <laughs> high school and college <laughs> so pick those up and then he also just like ironically now that i'm starting to read again he just released a a new novel his first mm-hmm. uh, sci-fi epic called it uh sleeping in a sea of stars so that's that'll be my next read but look at you you're going you're you're delving into another nerd side i am I, i'm i'm enjoying reading again uh and then i'm trying to decide kind of what i want to play next i i i did start up wasteland 3 this weekend so i am <laughs> dabbling in that uh, but i'm not sure i'm ready to sit through another whole big rpg yet sure uh, and then i'm i am currently working through the mafia definitive edition uh, because mm. I, I started it for the preview and then I never finished it. So sure, that's uh, that'll probably be what I talk about next week. Yeah, me. I'm just like I'm in a holding pattern because uh, we, we're recording this on Monday and tomorrow, Spelunky Two comes out right. on Steam and that's the only game that matters um, for me. So uh, yeah, basically I'm just in a holding pattern. I have some games that I'm playing, but I'm ready to drop them. Tomorrow morning when I start up Spelunky 2. That's what I'll, that's all I'm excited about. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty close to clearing clearing my backlog before next gen. I I'm you know, I've got quite a nice. few indies on the Switch to hit through and but pretty much yeah, last last week I spent it reading and then I've been prepping my apartment for next gen. So got my new TV, got my new sound <laughs> system. 
uh, prepping my apartment. <laughs> you know, got I got the fire extinguishers. I got the uh, sound deadening blankets. Well, I, uh, I've I've literally moved every year since 2013, uh, and okay. this is the first year that I'm actually planning on staying in this apartment for more than a year. So I'm finally making it like a house. You know, I got my new mm -hmm. art back there, which I know you can't see on stream, but there's a uh, the top one is a cleric beast from Bloodborne. And then the one below that is uh, Breath of the Wild art. Oh. And then, uh, so I got my new TV stand for the new TV and sound system. I'm installing some lighting into my cabinets today so you can see in them. Nice. So I'm pretty, pretty happy right now. <laughs> well, there you go. Now we're in the topic section. And Nick, you have got some hot takes on cloud gaming. Uh, I do have some hot takes. Uh, the last time I messed with cloud gaming, like actually spent time with it, was whenever OnLive released. And I'm thinking that was like 2009, because I remember being in high school when I got the review unit for it. Mm -hmm. And OnLive was kind of like the precursor to everything we have now for cloud gaming, right? They were ahead of the, they were very much ahead of the time. They gave you this little box, you plugged it into your TV, and then mm -hmm. I remember playing, like, uh, I think Darksiders was on there, uh, a bunch of, T like, THQ at the time before they blew up, uh, supported it quite a bit, so a lot of their games were on there. And I remember being pretty impressed with it back then, and then, sure. you know, I got rid of it, and then PS Now came out, and I remember I tried, like, a game called Enemy Front on there, which is like a World War II shooter. And the latency was so bad, I was like, no, fuck this. I'm never touching cloud gaming again. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And so, and you know, for, for, for those who don't know, cloud gaming is when you are streaming the game. There is no assets on your device. It's only, you are only playing through the internet. Right. Uh, you know, I know like uh, Steam has kind of a cloud gaming where you can play a game through your main PC, but then like, actually play the game on your yep, iPad. Steam Link. Yep. Steam Link, that's what it's called. Right. And I've I've messed around with Steam Link a few times, not for any like serious fast-paced game, but for any like turn-based game, uh, it's worked fantastically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I should preface the whole discussion that I am probably in the 1% that has fiber, a really good <laughs> computer and in like the ability to use this so like sure um the, the discussion should be prefaced around the fact that like this technology is going to continue to improve mm -hmm. and become more accessible for people with you know i mean most most people that would actually use a service probably have high speed internet but i can also see the applications where if they you know potentially don't it could still potentially work who knows mm -hmm. um so anyways uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Google like reached out with Stadia codes and all that. Yahtzee reviewed Stadia, uh, and then so that's kind of where I my interest peaked. Is like, okay, so there's some there's some pretty big games on here I can try. Like Destiny 2's on Stadia, and so I finally loaded up Stadia on my computer. I loaded it up on my Nvidia Shield through side loading, which you're technically not supposed to do, but oh well. <laughs> and then my uh, my MacBook. Mm. so and i've been testing it quite a bit and I, i've come away like really impressed like i i was a, i'm a skeptic of cloud gaming actually working like they intended it to mm. uh so i'm not like trying to show for google or, or anything like here i'm just <laughs> giving my own experience with it as i said on a high-speed internet connection but you know right. um 
they sent me a code for PGA 2K21 and then NBA 2K21. And I, I loaded them both up on my MacBook, used Bluetooth connect to my Xbox controller, and it ran fine wirelessly. Like I wasn't wired and, you know, it wasn't perfect. Like there was definitely some lag and stuttering every now and then but i mean it yeah. was it was relatively smooth and i was really surprised by that like even the latency did not bother me well like that's that's the real the dream of cloud gaming right. is it doesn't matter what kind of hardware you have you just need a good internet connection and you know for for you know for us we have higher end pcs it's not a, a big issue for us but many people don't have the means for that but have a stable internet connection and so there is there is a realm in which this could be really game changing for the games that people play right well and you don't really even need that good of an internet connection it's like five to 30 <laughs> megs is all you really need the mm. real problem is the the uh, the data caps that internet companies arbitrarily put on there mm. that's where you get screwed right yeah but yeah, so I, you know, I, I played those. My experience was pretty good. I tried Destiny because first-person shooters are the ones that are like, okay, like, you know, the latency, you're really going to feel it here. But even that, like, you know, on the wired the wireless connection, was it was surprisingly good. I, I mm. was impressed with it. And mm. then I and then I hooked it up to a wired connection through my computer, and it ran perfect, like nothing. <laughs> it was running in 4K, sure. had mm. no problem with it at all. Like, I legitimately can see it as... If I go travel somewhere and I bring an Ethernet cord to me to a hotel and hook it up, I'll be fine. I can play it. And the mm. other cool feature, and this is one that I think I'm excited to see more games take advantage of, is that Destiny 2 has cross-save. So I can play it Ooh, on my computer through Steam, sure. right? Mm -hmm. Get my progress there, then go to Stadia, play it anywhere I want with my same progress, and mm -hmm. keep going. That's a cool functionality of it. Um, you know, Stadia, like... Stadia subscription services aside, like we're really just focusing on the tech here because, like, yes, their their payment model sucks. It doesn't make any sense <laughs> when you can pay, you know, ten dollars a month for Games Pass and get a hundred games for free, and Stadia wants ten dollars for like five games, right? It's mm -hmm. just, it's, it's, and also at you know wanting to buy games over the cloud, which comes into your discussion of like ownership. Mm. That's even worse on the cloud because you know that can go away at really any time, you know because it's not even installed anywhere. So once they say, no, you have no more access to it, that's it. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, and, you know, games, uh, we, we touched on this a little bit last week. Games ownership is already in this, uh, like, it's not even in a wibbly-wobbly area anymore. Like, the, the, the vast majority of my games I do not own. The vast right. majority of my games I lease via Steam. And I think that's how most people have it nowadays, except for my Switch, which I still buy the little cartridges for. So that's great. But but yeah, like cloud gaming, the, the benefits of not needing mega impressive hardware to play mega impressive games is great. The downside is it's a further step away from games ownership. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and of course, that the ever insidious subscription model. Yeah. Well, another cool thing I, I did with State, so I tried I tried Stadia a number of different ways, right? So I said okay. I, I tried it on my MacBook, I tried it on my computer through a wired connection. The other thing I did, which I was surprised actually worked, is I sideloaded it. My my new Sony TV has Android on it. Oh, okay. So I actually sideloaded the Stadia app onto my TV, and all I have to really? do is hook my Bluetooth controller up to the TV, and I can play it on my brand new TV. And that worked. Yeah. 
That's okay. The, so the, the one caveat awesome. behind yeah. that though is like you want to you want to have like an Ethernet plug into your TV because the TV right. has a terrible you know Wi-Fi in it. <laughs> but, but you know, for most people who are you know Netflixing and whatnot through their TV, they probably already do have their, an pro- their router is probably right next to it. Yeah. So yeah. I mean that that was cool. Like that, I was like, okay, so I don't even I don't need anything. I like literally just loaded up my TV. <laughs> Boxless gaming. That's yep. that's fun. It's it's fun and it's a neat idea. I don't. I, I think I, I agree with you that the technology might not be there for everyone yet. And more importantly, the service, like, mm. like, like you mentioned, uh, how Google Stadia, you have to buy the like Stadia Pass or whatever it's called. Well, you don't you have don't. to. So you can get the with Stadia. You can you can just buy the games you want. Oh. Okay. Or you can subscribe to the Pro service. And then that's where you get you get like 4K HDR if you do that, mm-hmm. and then you get discounts and you get a few free games every month. Oh, okay, okay. And so gotcha. The the problem is like right now the library is not very good. Uh, like I'll mm-hmm. be honest, but I mean it's. I was excited to see though that like this holiday though they're adding a ton of stuff. So I mean like you got Baldur's Gate three coming next week. You mm-hmm. got Outriders. You got Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You got uh, Immortals: Phoenix Rising or whatever it's called. The weird name that they changed from Gods and Monsters. Uh, Hitman 3 is coming to it. Destiny Beyond okay. Light is coming. Like, they have a lot of stuff coming to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, the more I've been using it, I'm like, okay, this is a viable, like, a viable service for me to use, I think. Because if I don't want to install a sports game on my console, you know, if I, this is something I'm just going to play every now and again, I <laughs> right. can go if to you Stadia don't want to eat up 80 it. gigs of your console's for, for hard golf. drive. <laughs> right. So I could just jump on stadium and play it whenever I want. <laughs> right, right. You know, games that I just want to try. I don't want to waste the time loading. Go on a Stadia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as we were talking about ownership, though, we'll, we'll try to kind of transition here. The other service I was trying was GeForce Now, which is another cloud gaming service that really hasn't been marketed all that much. And I, you know, up until recently, I wasn't really that interested in cloud gaming maybe stupidly is my job probably should recover it but (laughs) um so the difference between geforce now and google stadia if you don't know is geforce now literally uses your own steam library and games that are on steam that support geforce now you can Mm -hmm. use over the cloud so it's it's completely separate from steam link like you don't you play if i own destiny 2 on steam i can just use geforce now and play it on the cloud like i would stadia so you don't have to install it on your main PC. Nope. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. GeForce, That's GeForce, neat. GeForce now is a, is a neat neat thing that I, I'm learning to use, and I, I I did pay for the uh, the premium thing because there's there's a free version of it that you can use, mm-hmm. but the problem with it is it's kind of weird, like if you almost have to wait for a computer to become available for you to use and so sometimes <laughs> there's like queue of like an hour just to play the sure. game you want which is obviously you know fuck that um you know i want it now that's the whole point of cloud gaming right yeah <laughs> exactly. so for five dollars a month like i've been testing it so i was i was playing life is strange 2 over the cloud and it ran fine mm-hmm. it's running an upscaled 4k uh, oh, okay you can actually like change performance settings in the game like you mm-hmm. would a computer so if you want a faster frame rate you can lower everything because i think they're running on like rtx you can actually have ray tracing on and and where can you play that only on a computer with uh no uh, no so you, um oh you can have so like my nvidia shield has the geforce now app gotcha. uh you can download it on android i think i'm not sure mm-hmm. if, i don't know if itunes supports it yet 
but yeah, you could do it on your computer too if you wanted to. If you have a GeForce graphics card, they have GeForce now in their thing. And you just load it up and play games over the cloud that you own. The main caveat with GeForce now is that like, uh, it, it actually, you know, I, I thought it was going to run smoother than Stadia because it was directly through uh, NVIDIA. But mm. actually, like, I found Stadia to be a much simpler and easier to use experience because even like getting into a game on GeForce Now takes probably about 30 seconds to a minute if not longer because you gotta oh. like you actually like it's weird so you actually like download the game on the cloud to make sure prove that you have access to it so it's like a it's like a, a very like one megabyte download or whatever sure sure that's so that's it uh, and then it starts to up. complete the handshake yeah. right but Stadia, like, I'm in the app and launching a game probably within five seconds. Okay. So Stadia, again, over GeForce Now, is just a much smoother, much quicker experience. And if GeForce Now can get there, I, th- I it's probably a competitor for sure. Oh, well, so yeah, GeForce Now takes a little bit longer to get into games, but the library is your own library. So Four games that support it. Oh, oh, oh. Because not okay. every that's, game supports it. Because remember, I don't know if you knew or you saw it, but like, there was that whole legal battle between the long dark and GeForce Now because GeForce Now is basically adding games to its service without consulting with developers to make sure they wanted to support it or not. Oh, so the developer has to give them permission to use that service. Sure, sure. So a lot of developers have said no because I don't know. I really don't know why. Like I haven't researched that much, but I'm guessing because they want more. You know, the publishers want more money because it's another way to play the game. You should be able to charge for it, maybe. I don't know. Oh, Lord. Right. Or, or like, not to make them sound like horrible people, it may be a, they want to make sure that people are playing their game as intended, that it looks okay, that it runs smoothly. They don't want... Maybe. They don't want their game to be poorly represented because it's going through a cloud service. That or, you know, this might be a piracy thing. You know, I I really don't know. Like, it's it's something I don't want to speculate too much on it without actually talking to the developer. Sure. Because I'm sure they have their own reasons for, you know, pulling out of it. And I remember the long dark was mostly just down like, hey, they didn't ask. They just put us our game on that new service without telling us. (laughs) Right. Uh, Absolutely. But it's, you know, it's back on there now. So, you know, they figured it out. But. Anyways, I mean, it was it was um, visually. I think GeForce Now ran a bit smoother and looked prettier than uh, Stadia because you can run games at like true 4K with ray tracing mm-hmm. on and everything. I tested Destiny 2 on Stadia and GeForce Now, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they they both ran very smoothly. I think Destiny 2 on on GeForce Now had the clearer picture, but I think Destiny 2 on Stadia was actually a bit smoother. In oh terms god of yeah there's, there's gonna be so many cloud gaming service now you got luna <laughs> coming from amazon and then you have oh, x cloud from xbox too so they're all yeah. competing with each other and i think the one that's gonna win is you know probably games pass obviously because it has the biggest library at the lowest price like th- that'll be that'll be the next thing like with with uh with xboxes like you can stream all of these games for free where the netflix of gaming uh, that's going to be like the big, the big, big one. Absolutely. Yeah. So, we have the library. We have the technology. We have the bandwidth. Go. Right. Uh, yeah. And I haven't, I haven't gotten to test xCloud too much yet. I, I tried it with Dirt 5 and over a, a wireless connection and it wasn't very smooth at all. Um, actually compared to Stadia or GeForce Now over wireless, xCloud was the weakest of the three. 
Oh, interesting. But I haven't I haven't tried it wired yet, and I was also <laughs> trying it through a sideloaded app on my Android Nvidia Shield, so I don't sure. you know, maybe I didn't get the I probably I, I'm not ready to comment on XCloud yet. But anyways, like oh, larger picture is like I was a big cloud gaming skeptic like you are for VR. Mm-hmm. And once I finally tried it, you know, with again the caveat that I have good internet, uh it it was I, I really liked it. Like I, I can see myself going back to Stadia or, or mm-hmm. GeForce now and actually playing quite a few games on there. Like I I did spend a lot of time playing like PGA two K twenty one over the cloud and I had no issues with it. <laughs> It's it's that it's that beautiful thing about convenience. And you yeah. know, like this is why eventually, you know, Netflix won is because it's all there. It's all at your fingertips. And with cloud gaming, theoretically, you can hit a button, play a game instantly, unlike our current model, which is I wanna play that game. I need to wait two hours to download it. Oh, now it needs to update. Yeah. Now I need to log in. Now I need to connect to a server. Now the game needs to load where, where with cloud gaming, you can have instant gratification. And that's what we all want all the time. Yeah, actually I tried Marvel's Avengers on Stadia and I ran smoother <laughs> on that than on my computer. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like <laughs> terrible. Just terrible. Hey man, it, it ran on, ran fine on Stadia. Like I have the 2080 Ti and it was stuttering like a mother. And on Stadia, it was smooth 60 frames. And 4K, so... You know. Well, there you go. If you want to play mediocre games smoothly, <laughs> yeah. you go with Stadia. But I, I think there's, you know, we probably don't have time for it today, but I think there's a larger discussion, though, about, like, people and their skepticism to technology and, like, maybe there's cynicism about it mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, small soapbox, but, like, I have friends that really can't afford, you know, the newest consoles and all that or, you know, a nice TV and all, and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I think cloud gaming for them is like you know i told my friend about cloud gaming i was like hey like you know you don't need to buy a 500 xbox like you can get a stadia app on your computer for that even mm-hmm. you can get destiny 2 if you want to play and you can play with me on xbox or pc or whatever like you don't need to spend hundreds of thousands of, or thousands of dollars to do this right. and I, he got like really excited about that you know <laughs> and it's like um, Absolutely. I, I wish people weren't so cynical about like cloud gaming and all that. Because every time you bring it up, they're like, oh, oh, cloud gaming. It's like, I mean, well, you know, I was there too. But also, like, you gotta give that time, technology, time to grow. And I know they've made promises and over years and years, but I'm like, it's finally here. <laughs> and if you actually take the time to test it, it's like an exciting new way to play games. <laughs> I think I think like it's it's healthy to be a little bit skeptical. I, oh, yeah. I'm I'm more of an optimist, I think, than people realize. And and so, like, to me, you're absolutely right. That accessibility feature of, like, we can get more games into more people's hands. That's good for gamers in general. Yeah. But there's that other there's that other part where, you know, they're, they're trying to lock you into a service. They're trying to take away ownership. They're trying to give you a product that's not quite done yet in hopes that they'll figure it out next generation. That, like, early adopter period well, yeah. is a weird period. And so I think it's both there. Well, yeah, and you were, you know, you were saying, we were both saying over, like, the amount of cloud gaming services that are coming. But the good news is, like, they're going to keep trying to one-up each other. That's always Absolutely. good for consumers. Mm-hmm. Things are going to keep getting better. The plans will get better. Stadia, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, without trying, you know, I don't have my shill hat on, but like I had this, I had the smoothest experience <laughs> playing on Stadia, and 
you know, their their subscription model is pretty shit. So I really Can hope... I get my shill hat on? Like Google, <laughs> if you bring fiber to my area, I'll shill for Stadia till the end of time. Bring fiber to my area. Then then we'll be fine. Yeah, so you know, I, I hope they I hope they figure out their model because I think they can actually compete with XCloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm curious to see how Luna goes because the interesting th- thing about Luna, and, and I don't think they've confirmed it yet, but you know, they're going to have their main channel where you subscribe and you get like a hundred games, like Games Pass. They're directly sure. competing with Xbox now, right? Yeah. Um, but then they also talked that Ubisoft is bringing their stuff to the platform through their own channel. So I think that's going to be interesting if with Luna, if each publisher, you can just subscribe oh, to individual okay. channels that you want their games. Like a, like a cable package. Or like, you know, like Hulu and you can get Disney Plus or ESPN Plus. That's right. interesting to me. And I think that's going to be a serious competitor to Xbox if you can get like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Immortals Phoenix Rising on day one through Luna on cloud. On a cloud without needing, without uh, without needing a console, yeah. without needing a beefy PC. You can play it. It'll look gorgeous. Or having to buy each game individually. That's the big but part. But then that's another two bucks a month you're, you're spending every month to subscribe to the Ubisoft channel on the Amazon Luna. Yeah, good, bad, we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm curious because, like, I, yeah, well, that's, you know, I wrecked up my subscription costs this month. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's every, that's where we're going. And, you know, we're like, back to cable TV. Yes. We're back to cable TV. <laughs> and we wanted to be. Like, I, I, you know, we were pretty praise heavy on Xbox last week. So, something that I didn't bring up was how insidious the, the subscription model can be as far as consumers are concerned uh and i you know but that's where everyone's going because everyone wants regular income Mm. yeah well we we have come full circle to cable tv packages over the internet instead of cable (laughs) they're called cable tv packages packages for both for video and now we got cable tv packages for gaming and don't forget your cable TV cap packages for your your uh, productivity software and cable TV packages for uh, the people you support on the internet. It's great. Just and bark boxes and food boxes and oh, that's right, cable subscriptions <laughs> for, for food delivery <laughs> services. <laughs> Don't forget about that. This is where we live now. <laughs> we are in an age of subscription. We have surpassed the technology age and gone straight to the subscription age. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, make sure you become an Escapist Plus member because that supports us. Yeah, to subscribe to us. <laughs> <laughs> it's, hey, by, by the way, it works. It does. You can subscribe to us so we can complain about other subscribing packages. Boom. Which is, by the way, like I, the subscription service is insidious, <laughs> but also uh, it directly benefits the people you enjoy. I myself give lots of money to people on Patreon because I want to directly support them. I just, I just oh, had sorry. an idea for all the people that only care about Yahtzee. Oh, okay. What's that? We'll dividend up our content to subscription packages. So you can get the Yahtzee package with zero punctuation, slightly civil war in the stream. And then you get the everything else package with Jack and me and everybody else. <laughs> and then if you want it all together, you get a bundle package at a discount price. <laughs> and then if you want none of it, well, you could just fuck off. <laughs> or if you want none of it, you can just watch us for free. You don't need to give us any money. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the part of it, Nick. Uh, you know, it's a complicated issue, and we're just here to yap about it. <laughs> it's not complicated. It's money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
That'll do it. That's a great way to end it. Thanks everybody for watching. Once again, my name is Jack Packard, a semi-professional video game enjoyer here for The Escapists. My name is Nick Langer and I, I'm going to have to order a shill hat soon. Somebody should send that to me. <laughs> shill. Yeah, so, so you can be like, hey, I'm here to talk about shill. <laughs> yeah. Google Stadium. Got, got my shill hat for Andesi, got my shill hat for Googia. Googia. <laughs> I'm sorry, Google. <laughs> Google Stadia. <laughs> that sounds like a that sounds like a, a '90s Pokemon uh, type <laughs> that's, rival. I'm gonna play my Google. That's my cards. slang for Google Stadia. <laughs> that's my slang for Google Stadia. <laughs> this is Googia. why Nick can never be a proper show. He can't name your products correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Google. <laughs>